Welcome to Washington Execs Givers of GovCon podcast series, where we highlight the philanthropic efforts within the government contracting community and speak to the leaders spearheading them. Over the next weeks, you'll hear us talk with givers of all kinds as we dig deeper into how and why they're giving back. So thanks for tuning in and enjoy this next episode of Givers of GovCon. Welcome back to the Givers of GovCon, where we highlight the philanthropic efforts in industry and the ways in which organizations are giving back. I'm your host, Amanda Ziede, and today I'm joined by Bruce Caswell and John Boyer. Bruce is the president and CEO of Maximus, and John is a longtime Maximus member, current chairman of the Maximus Foundation Board of Directors. In fact, for many years, John ran the health services business and established and ran the Maximus Federal Subsidiary Company. Thank you both so much for joining me today. Thank you. It's great to be here. I wanted to start by asking what exactly the Maximus Foundation is. Thank you, Amanda. The Maximus Foundation was established around the year 2000 as a means by which to extend the mission of Maximus, helping government serve the people. We have worked with disadvantaged populations for many, many decades, and the company has always maintained a very strong commitment to improving the lives of beneficiaries of government programs, low-income, other disadvantaged populations, and as an independent 501c3 organization, the foundation provides important ways that Maximus can add additional social value and give back to the communities where Maximus employees live and work. Wonderful. And John, I understand you've been part of the board or the foundation since it began in 2000 and you've chaired the board since 2009. Why did you get involved with the foundation? What really made you want to involve yourself with this work? I think it's the commitment that the company has has always been very inspiring for me. And as I said, the foundation enabled to go even further in helping literally millions of lives of individuals and families better cope with the challenges of everyday living and are very consistent with the work that we do through our many government programs that we operate. And Bruce, in which ways are you involved with the foundation? Well, I'll tell you, one of the nice things is that I don't have to be directly involved and it's not really part of my role to be directly involved in the foundation because the foundation is really governed by our employees. We will talk and we should about the governance process and how employees come together to make determinations as to the organizations that will receive aid, but it's a very grassroots driven and employee connected organization. And so the best thing I can do in many ways, and this is true often with my role as CEO, is support it and get out of the way. And I try to make sure that the foundation, as I engage with it, continues to function as an extension of the company and the mission of the company. And some of your listeners may be familiar with the mission of Maximus, which is helping government serve the people. Very simple, but it's a mission that resonates a great deal with our employees. And I think our employees choose to get involved in the foundation because they feel this is a way to extend the impact that the company can have on many of the populations that Dr. Boyer mentioned. So I am here to ensure that we're supporting the foundation in a substantial fashion, that the company provides funding to the foundation as one element of its overall funding. And so we want to make sure that we're supporting it adequately. And our employees also provide significant financial support for the foundation as well. So collectively, it can achieve its mission. I'd love to dig a little bit deeper into how the employees are involved and the ways in which they support the foundation. But I want to start by asking, 
who is benefiting from the foundation? What are those avenues and those causes the foundation is working with at the moment? Historically, we have, in fact, the current mission of the foundation is to support organizations and programs that promote personal growth and self-sufficiency through improved health, augmented child and family development, and community development. So in that context, our overarching pillars, we have supported many, many hundreds of organizations over the years that address issues such as child abuse, low literacy, homelessness, certainly food insecurity. We've supported many food banks and so forth. The social determinants of health are it's a more popular phrase these days. All the factors that affect the lives of people on a day-to-day basis. Since the foundation was created in 2000, we have awarded nearly $10 million to charitable organizations. And we continue to increase our annual giving year over year. The needs that grew out of the pandemic are substantial. And as such, I'm happy to report that in 2021, we awarded 1.2 million domestically to 154 nonprofits across 29 states and the District of Columbia. In addition to the work that we're doing internationally, as well as through our disaster relief efforts, the financial support is pretty significant. So in that process, as Bruce was mentioning, our employees who are out there working outside of D.C. (laughs) all over the country, they like to see funding coming into their communities. They get very excited and they participate with many of the partner organizations that have received a grant from the foundation. So they become more engaged and we have a lot of them that act as ambassadors for us. Uh, So they recruit more and more employees to participate on an ongoing basis. And it's uplifting to see. We've had, obviously, as we've discussed already this morning, a very challenging couple of years. And there are a lot of individuals and families that need a lot of help. And I'm very happy that Maximus has continued to be very supportive and contributed as well financially to make us do even more good. You mentioned the ambassadorship of employees leading those programs wherever they are in the country. How else are they engaged with the foundation? What else do they help decide and where does their passion come through? All of the employees that participate with foundation have the opportunity to nominate other organizations to support. We have an annual giving program, but throughout the year, if they become familiar and know of an organization in their locality that they see as a potential grantee, they can nominate them. In our process, we invite the employees. We compile a lengthy list of all of these organizations that have been nominated or that have been past recipients, and we make that available for all the employees to review and vote. So we get a lot of input from them directly. And it's interesting how enthusiastic many of them are in terms of it's almost (laughs) it's a competition to some extent. They like to see more and more of that money coming into their hometown. And happily, we have been able to, as I said repeatedly, it's just so rewarding to see how many organizations out there that are doing such good work on a shoestring. We're able to provide them with some additional funding to support their causes. It's amazing that you're able to empower employees to really advocate for the causes and 
the organizations that they feel passionate about. That's a really cool aspect of the foundation. Has there been a particular cause or organization, John, that you felt particularly close to that you've been able to give back to? Well, because I've been involved so long, that list is pretty long. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> there are some locally in the D.C. area, many of your listeners might be familiar with, for example, Mary's Center. Mary's Center is an organization that's been around for a long time, for decades, three decades. I think they've worked to close the health and education gaps of immigrant populations. Those individuals and families continue to be some of the least resourced and most underserved communities, and many of the staff of Mary Center have come from those communities, they have developed a social change model that addresses the gamut of social determinants of health and all of the factors that go into trying to maintain human welfare. It is a phenomenal organization. Maria Gomez, has, who is retiring this year, I'm sad to say, was the founder of the organization, and the Maximus Foundation has supported them for quite a number of years. The list really is long. The Monarch School here in San Diego is a school that is dedicated to homeless children, and they partner with another nonprofit, Family Health Centers, which address these same families. So there's a consistency in the lives of these young people in their schools, and they have many, many programs for their parents as well. Their health care needs are met. There's a dental component. It's just wonderful to see how our money is helping in these communities. I just got some statistics that, long ago that, that may also be of, of interest with the Mary Center. I should have mentioned that. As a result of a COVID-19 grant that we made for them, they were able to conduct more than 6,300 COVID-19 tests and more than 121,000 telehealth visits during the pandemic. So it's wonderful that our grant funding can have that kind of impact in the local communities. Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing. Oftentimes the proof is in the numbers. So those are amazing statistics. Bruce, I'm going to put you on the spot as well. If there are any organizations that you've seen throughout the years recently that have meant something to you personally, or that you've just been really excited to see Maximus be able to provide for. Many of the organizations that John has mentioned, I've also, because of their proximity to the D.C. area, had an opportunity to engage with directly. And in particular, Mary Center has done remarkable work, and they've been a shining example of one of the just wonderful foundation grantees. Another one is an organization called Keen, and Keen stands for Kids Enjoy Exercise Now. It's an organization that's been in, in place for, gosh, it must be at least 20 years now, and really providing not just opportunities for exercise, but for engagement with other individuals with disabilities and challenges for families in the greater Washington area. And it's a wonderful organization because they not only have wonderful volunteers that commit themselves to providing excellent activities that are accessible and really are tremendous in building a kind of community and support for their participants in the program, but also it provides a needed respite at times for parents, right, who are in many instances 100% full-time caregivers. And so I've just always been super impressed with that organization. It's one that I particularly got involved in just because a colleague or friend of mine was the treasurer of it, but also several of our own employees have children that participate in that organization. So seeing the connection to Maximus and the difference that the availability of these types of resources make to our employees and their well-being was very heartwarming for me. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing. 
Has there been an uptick over this past almost two years now, 18, 19 months in the needs that the groups that you're being able to support for and provide for via the foundation in their needs? Has there been an uptick in calls for support or calls to action or anything with these groups? There has been, indeed. The needs have always been significant, but during the past couple of years in particular, the pandemic has created new and different needs in a lot of ways as well. The loss of employment or the temporary suspension of employment, for example, has created, obviously, income challenges, but also schooling. So much across the country, so many school systems have gone to Zoom classrooms that in and of itself, when you have any number of children, when you have several in oftentimes a small space, there can be all kinds of other challenges that are exacerbated in terms of family involvement and unfortunately, in some cases, child abuse or domestic violence. You know, it, it, there are lots and lots of stressors that have indeed caused the need for greater support. Yeah, imagine that being the case, especially with the organizations and the groups that the foundation is helping. Is there anything up and coming with the foundation, any news related to the work that you're doing that you'd like to share? Because of the pandemic, we have taken a very close look at our operation how we can become more sensitive to the issues in the local communities all over the country that we support. We're reviewing carefully our mission, our purpose statements and so forth, where the input that we get from employees is really valuable in that regard. And we have a lot of plan that we can't really talk about just yet. We have a lot in the works right now. I should mention, and Bruce, here's another way in which you could speak to our involvement in some of the disaster relief efforts. Yes, absolutely. And I think over the years, there have been every year, right, there is one type of humanitarian crisis or another that we as individuals and we as our governments and often at the corporate level endeavor to respond to whether it's natural disasters domestically in the outcome of horrendous hurricanes or more recently earthquakes in Haiti in particular, or the Afghan crisis, refugee crisis. And so I'm very proud that as part of, and it seemed like many of these most recently happened, happened contemporaneously. And we had an opportunity during that period to raise with our employees with combined corporate match about $158,000 in response to recent global humanitarian crises. And we were able to make those contributions through an organization that many of your listeners likely know, the Wounded Warrior Project, because we know that the whole rapid withdrawal from Afghanistan in the wake of the success of the Taliban retaking the country created a very difficult time for many Americans who fought and who worked hard to train Afghan forces during that period of conflict. And so we supported the Wounded Warrior Project, but we also supported the Khaled Hosseini Foundation. And folks may recognize that name as the author of The Kite Runner. Khalid Hosseini has been very involved in the plight of Afghan refugees and efforts to build and democratize society uh, over the years. And then lastly, an organization called Unlocking Communities is an organization we chose to support in Haiti, which was able to rapidly get the money right down to the front line to provide clean water solutions for small remote communities in Haiti following the recent earthquake. So just an awful lot going on every year, and it's great that the foundation is there to support those efforts. Yeah, that's incredible. It's great to hear how quickly the foundation is also able to jump on these current events and yeah, the exactly. current needs. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. 
I think I would be remiss also if I didn't mention that obviously Maximus has been growing very successfully over many years, but with the expansion of our international markets, we also recognized and wanted to develop some philanthropic work in those locations as well. And as such, we established, first out of the gate was, I believe, in 2013, the Max Foundation in Australia, where we had quite a significant presence. And then subsequently, in 2015, we established the Maximus Foundation UK, where likewise we have a great many employees. And I know the foundation in London, we have supported there over 180 UK organizations to the tune of about 450,000 (laughs) pounds. So we are doing a lot of work internationally as well. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. I did not realize that the Maximus Foundation had such an international reach. So you really are helping organizations around the world, not just here locally. Well, John, I have to ask, since you've been chairperson of the board of the foundation since 2009, what keeps you in the position? Why do you feel so strongly about leading this foundation the way that you do? I think even though I'm a bit of an elder statesman, (laughs) I still have this burning desire to help people, much like all the employees that I have had the privilege of working with through my 26 years at Maximus. Our employees are really incredible individuals. We have employee donors who are at minimum wage levels, but they want to help, they want to participate, and we make it as easy as possible. I hope for them to do so. And that's part of some of our planning, how we can engage them even more. But they are the employees that serve on our foundation board all the way down to the lowest level, entry level position. All of them really inspire me. That's awesome. It's very cool to see how engaged the employees are within the organization to give back. How do you encourage others in the government contracting community to give back to their communities and help support foundations and organizations that impact their local communities? Why is that so important? Amanda, I think we're at a point, if I might, where we're really seeing an opportunity for, and some will take it and some will not, a very transformative shift in corporate philanthropy. That shift in corporate philanthropy is being driven by our employees and their expectations of the company that they work for and with, but it's also being driven by the leadership of the company and engaged and enlightened leadership you would think would be driving it in this direction. And furthermore, it's being driven by shareholder expectations through the ESG measures by which companies are increasingly held account. And I really feel that while the events of last summer, I think brought much of this into greater focus, and in many ways, companies stepped forward and took positions and spoke in a manner and put their money into organizations to promote issues related to social justice, as Maximus did, you know, at the time donating more than $156,000 to the NAACP's Legal Defense Fund. Increasingly, the question is, how can you make sure that your philanthropic arm is doing more than just writing checks and that it's focused on having material and a specific impact on issues related to social justice and to address persistent inequities in our society that are important, not just to us as citizens, but in in particular important to the employees and the beneficiaries in our case that we serve every day. So we're looking at broadly as a company 
at everything from our supply chain and how we address that and how we ensure diversity, equity, and inclusion broadly across Maximus with a wonderful leader of that effort in our company that joined us since last year or in the last year, but also what role the foundation can have in that process. And I think that a wonderful thing about this is the level of employee engagement already in the foundation naturally will lead us in that direction and to grantees that can help achieve that social mission. And so it's really, I think, a time of transformation in corporate philanthropy and as a consequence in the role and mission of the foundation. I should probably let John have the last word in that regard because he's helping drive that change. Well, thanks, Bruce, but I couldn't agree with you more. I think there has been a very significant change in philosophy in the business world, and I'm seeing more and more of it that recognizes and acknowledges the fact that philanthropy can have a very positive effect on our everyday business as a company. It certainly has a very positive effect on our employees, our ability to recruit and retain employees who want to give back. They want to make a difference. And it empowers them to be able to participate in our foundation activities. And that's good for the company. And we are seeing more of that. And I think even at the Maximus board, likewise, we have great supporters there, fortunately, as well. And there are many people People on our Maximus board who are engaged themselves in various organizations. So it's a common theme in Maximus and probably the strongest reason for me to stay involved. Wonderful. Yeah, it is an extremely positive shift in our culture. John, where can our audience go to learn more about the Maximus Foundation? One resource that will allow our interested parties to follow us is by going to Maximus.com backslash foundation where we will keep everyone up to date about activities that we're undertaking as well as listings of the organizations that we support. It's really great to see and hear all the work that the Maximus Foundation is doing. And you teased a little bit of news, John, so we will keep up and we will look forward to seeing what's next. Thank you both, John and Bruce, for joining me today to share this. I appreciate it. Thank you, Amanda. Thanks very much for the opportunity. Nice to talk with you.